lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast that suddenly has a craving for Big Mac made with chicken. My name is Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. And uh, yeah, if you think, uh, if you heard Larry say that, a, uh, a Big Mac uh, with chicken patties, and you said blasphemy, well, guess what? The reckoning is coming. Hot off the presses, literally <laughs> hot off the presses, that McDonald's in Canada is bringing in a new menu item on March 7th. So, you know, mark your calendars, folks. March 7th, McDonald's is issuing out a Big Mac using chicken breaded patties. Yeah. Yeah. Little thin, thin looking ones. Uh, but uh, yeah. And, and um, Larry and I were, were uh, sort of disappointed in the name. It's just called the Chicken Big Mac, which seems pretty lazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and because we're also lazy and the rest of society is getting lazier who is also relying on ChatGPT. So we thought we'd ask our co-host, the ChatGPT host. <laughs> now, ChatGPT gave me two names. One of them was uh, McChicken Big Mac, and the other one was Big Chicken Mac. I like Big Chicken Mac. Mm-hmm. I don't like McChicken Big Mac because I think McChicken already has its own brand, and it's not that sandwich. I don't think you want to do a crossover. Yeah, and and the McChicken Big Mac is so close to what it's already called that we didn't like in the first place, which is the Chicken Big Mac. No, no, no. What what did what did ChatGPT give you? So I put in a similar query, and and uh, ChatGPT said you could call it, you could potentially call it the Big Chick, or the Chick Mac, which I quite like. I, I think Chick Mac it rolls it rolls off. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue. It TV. also. Easy on the app, right? Easy yeah. on the app. Yeah, Chick Mac. Yes, very much so. Very much. And uh, it also it also said that if you wanted to go a different direction, it 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 rec- it uh, suggested the McChicken Deluxe, which we did not like. Um, and it's because, uh, and I think Larry, you agree with me is uh, for this sandwich, you want to be emphasizing its Big Mac roots more than its McChicken roots. That's right, because when you first look at it, it, it still visually looks like a Big Mac because of, and we, we can talk about the middle bun and why that confuses everybody. But um, no, it, it it just looks like it's uh, breaded chicken patties replacing the beef ones. It has everything else in it, right? So it has le- lettuce, cheese, pickles, same sesame bun. Like they're not going to create a new bun for this thing. And um, honestly, Curtis, it's not that attractive looking. No, it, because the because the 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 chicken patties look kind of pallid, you know. And then when they're <laughs> when they're just in, and then with that extra bit of bun, it's like you've got five layers of beige. <laughs> exactly, like it's just a very boring. So March seventh, go out and get it. Let's we're gonna try it. We'll we'll report back. Um, I suspect it's. It's going to taste decent. It's like two deep fried chicken patties in a lot of bun. But I want to get back to that middle piece. Like McDonald's, like the Big Mac, that's the signature thing. It's got that middle bun. Mm-hmm. Why? 
And I know what you're saying. It's because most times when you get a sandwich, like if you get a teen burger, for example, at A&W, yeah. it's got two patties, but it d- does not need to separate them. They're fine abutting against each other in the sandwich. Only the Big Mac does this, um, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they can. Because Larry, we were talking, and, and when you go, like maybe I'm wrong, but I have I have never been to so like the, when I go and buy bread at the Sobeys, you can't buy those little middle buns. No, and you can't. McDonald's is like, hey, look, they toast on both sides. You know, it's more surface area for the for the special sauce. You know, so, like so it, because the middle bun resembles the bottom bun. So is there a whole bunch of tops at McDonald's missing? <laughs> just, just they're just throwing away the top. It's like throwing away the tops of the buns so they can have the equal amount of the bottom buns. <laughs> well, when I worked at McDonald's, I remember you would get the the uh, the buns would come like the Big Mac buns came in their own okay. uh, crate, and they had the they had the three layers gotcha. uh, already there. And then, and then you would have to toast them all at the same time, and and like the toasters are like big. You know, like like there's they're they're big sort of like these big plat platforms where you can toast like because you need to be able to toast like six buns, twelve buns at a time. But the problem is, is then you're picking them off, and there is always because it's it's like a bun in three parts. There's always a chance that like especially when you're an uncoordinated teenager as I was, that one of those bun pieces was gonna end up on the floor. So when you're dealing with like three parts instead of two parts, and that was an ex- a 33% increase in a, in a bun mishap. Hmm. But even as a, as a thing with sandwiches, like it, the Big Mac, that, that middle thing bun is so unique because it's not like if you're sitting at home making a sandwich, Curtis, do you ever reach for a third piece of bread? Like or do you ever go to like a breakfast a breakfast place and they yeah, get the breakfast sandwich and they offer you an extra piece of toast? It's like, who does that? Well, I guess I guess the club sandwich has that right. Like a club sandwich has that middle that middle piece of toast. Does it really, or is it just really because they they toothpick the two pieces of sandwich together? Does it have a middle piece of bun? I don't remember. Oh, maybe it is. I'm trying to think now. Maybe it's the way. Yeah, you you could be right. I have another club sandwich, or or Curtis, when you eat a club sandwich, you're you're not supposed to eat the whole thing. You take the toothpick out. To... <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I wish someone could tell us why why that's a thing. Or maybe I should be making my sandwiches with three buns and then messing up the loaf of bread because now you're going to end up with an awkward amount at the end if you keep using three pieces. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yes. The yeah. They're 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 cut they're cut uh, so that you know if if you if you some sandwiches right yeah if you use the traditional two two slice <laughs> method you're gonna be fine well, if it's a three slice and you're gonna have to open up you know because you can then you're gonna have two left and you gotta open up a whole new loaf to, and get one out from that yeah it just sounds so are, do you think they dare do the uh, filet fish in this format? Or is that too expensive? Because I think the fish protein would be quite expensive. But I think I'd be down with that. I'm a big fan of the flail fish. Yeah, I think they could try it. Or, or and but then like, 
Yeah, but you would the thing about the filet of fish is it's the only sandwich with a steamed bun. All the other ones have toasted buns. The filet of fish has a steamed bun. Other other interesting fact about the filet of fish is for whatever reason, half a piece of cheese. <laughs> Not a full when we were Not making them, square. you'd have to tear yeah, you'd have to tear the you'd have to tear the square in half and put like yeah, uh, you could not get a filet of fish with a full piece of cheese. Did have tartar sauce, of course, but yeah. If if I wonder though, if you because we said before that you really want to emphasize the Big Mac sort of um, the the the, the Big mm-hmm. Mac origins of the sandwich. So that's why it's got the special sauce. It's got the pickles. Interestingly enough, in that article that that you, that you uh, showed me, that um, where it's the first time that I've heard of this sandwich. Uh, it was a guy, the food writer from the Toronto Star, and when he was eating it, he said that the sort of acid, sweet acidity of the pickles reminded him of the Popeye's chicken sandwich. That was all the rage a couple of years ago. Oh. So that was kind of interesting. Okay. Made me want to try it a bit more. Or, or uh, why don't you just put pickles on the McChicken? <laughs> well, the thing is, because the, the McChicken has mayonnaise... The pickles, oh. do pickles go with mayonnaise, really? Or is it more of a mustard-type garnish? Uh, no rules, Curtis. There's no rules. There's no rules there's, here, Curtis. There's no rules. And so so that's why I think that if, if they do the double-decker filet fish treatment, you should be able to choose a toasted bun or a steamed bun. I did not know about the steamed bun thing. Oh, yeah. It's fascinating. Oh, I yeah. why. The filet fish is a very unique sandwich as far as McDonald's sandwiches go. <laughs> it's like the steamed ham, right? <laughs> yeah, you steam a good ham. You steam yeah. a good ham, Seymour. Uh, you know what I did, Curtis, this weekend? I know you usually ask me what I did this weekend on the shows, but I, you know what I did this weekend, Curtis? What's that? I went and saw a cocaine bear. Oh. After we talked about it on the show, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go see it. Yeah. And? I liked it. I liked it. Okay. I, I, I thought it was it, – it, uh, Elizabeth Banks did a really good job. I think it's her directorial debut. debut and she went off to create a 80s-style horror B-movie and mission accomplished. Oh, nice. Um, I, did I, know, I did not know that Elizabeth Banks was the director. Oh, yeah. And, and oh, that was one of her conditions for directing the movie was – we're not changing the title. <laughs> <laughs> the title, the, the title makes it. Yeah, that in the movie poster, if you ask yeah. me. Like, uh, so I, I won't go into too many spoilers about it, but there's parts of it is like completely ridiculous. You're you're laughing for no reason. <laughs> uh, there's a few jump scares. It's a it's a CG bear, and then other times it's like a guy with a giant bear glove hand and it's just kind of like coming into the frame um yeah but i wanted to talk going sorry curtis i interrupted you Uh, i was gonna say um because this movie since we've been talking about it i've seen it seen references to it everywhere and it actually showed up in uh, the most recent new york times news quiz uh, it was question 10 of 11. So this is the uh, the question, Larry. A new movie in theaters this weekend is based on a true story about an animal that got into a drug supply. What is it called? So the answer is cocaine bear. Here are the other um, 
false answers to throw okay. you off to throw you off the scent, as it were. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> cigarette, cigarette cat. Okay. <laughs> I like you think that that it's going to be like you know sort of class A drugs, but cigarette cat, LSD panda. Weed Raccoon, and this doesn't sound scary, but this is a movie I really want to see, Beer Duck. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, Meth Duck. Yeah, I, I'd see that, too. But <laughs> Beer Duck just sounds like, <laughs> sounds like, you know, like, like, like a duck who sort of lives in upstate New York and, like, goes to poker games and stuff like that. Yep. Or it's the beer or, duck, or the ones that just hang out at Center Island. Yeah, those are beer duck. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Those are beer ducks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, other than Cocaine Bear, which was enjoyable, like it's been also been a while since I've seen an R-rated movie. I guess, and I didn't realize that they played and they don't warn you anymore that they play R-rated, well, uncensored trailers. Oh, okay. Uh, so I saw two trailers that I want to bring up with you, Curtis, and I thought maybe I'll get your early impressions. And one of the movie is Adam Driver's latest uh, vehicle, uh, 65 million years ago. Mm-hmm. So Adam Driver basically straight – just it basically took the Ben Solo look, I think. it just Because uh, I kept thinking in my head, oh, it's Ben Solo carrying a space rifle. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. He's now fighting dinosaurs. What? Mm-hmm. So I guess the premise of this movie is, I don't know, we're not too sure, you and I were both debating whether or not he's human or not, mm-hmm. or rather he's from Earth, and it's not, We I don't think it's a Planet of the Apes thing where he travels back in time and lands on Earth again 65 million years before, And but he's got modern day weapons, and he's got a spacecraft. Mm-hmm. Maybe he does travel back in time, I don't know, but he's fighting dinosaurs in, in this movie. Well, the other thing is he could be human, but humans actually originated on, on another planet, and he crashed on this planet, and I don't know what happens to him in this movie, but somehow he leaves some of his DNA, and that um, and, and, and that becomes the genetic material that uh, um, starts uh, humans on Earth after the dinosaur age. His, his genetic material survives after the dinosaurs are wiped out and the age of humans begins. Eh? Because yeah. like, cause Adam Driver, you know, he's a big physical guy. He could, he could pass for like a, like a homo erectus type, you know, like. <laughs> At 65 million years, I, I don't think that, that's, I don't think that homo anything was around. <laughs> So um, no, oh no, not at that time. But that would be that would be like like that would be funny. Like he, humanity is actually based on the on the template, the DNA template of Adam Driver. Ah, uh, I get you. I get you. Okay. Uh, the second movie. Don't know how I feel about this. The Adam Driver one is just what? Okay, sure. He's going around shooting dinosaurs, and he's got like basically it's like Predator, but he's he's the Predator. Yeah. It's Predator and Jurassic Park sort of combined there you go this one i'm not too sure but apparently it got a theatrical release because it tested so well because it was i guess it was supposed to be on hbo or one of the streaming services at first and that is evil dead rise so this is i guess sam raimi has a writer credit for this but uh not directed by him 
is in the same universe as Ash Williams. Necronomicron mm-hmm. is in the in the in the movie. Uh, they go to a cabin in the woods, and wackiness ensues. There is a image of the protagonist firing up the the chainsaw, and she's all bloody, just like Ash was. And so I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I don't think it's a remake. Um, I think it's just kind of maybe retelling. Maybe it's a different Evil Dead type story. But seems to definitely be in the vein of the original Evil Dead, and less like Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness. Le- that's right. Less less goofy. Though yeah. though I did think because it is an all female cast. Though I think they did miss the mark on the lead character. Should have called her Ashley Williams. Ashley Williams. Is that the name of a character from Mass Effect? No, uh, but uh, Bruce Campbell's character is Ash Williams. Yeah, I could just be um, getting my my nerdy metaphors mixed up. Interesting thing, it's coming out in April. So springtime movie for this Halloween movie. So it's still marked as horror, but April. So not waiting for Halloween. They want to put it out sooner. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because then, because then, if it does really well, you can bring it back to theaters. Not unlike uh, uh, Morbius. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but there was another movie that actually did something very similar to this. Another horror movie. I don't know, like Cocaine Bear. This, like, I don't know, is horror movies seeing a renaissance all of a sudden? Um, is the movie Megan? Mm-hmm. And apparently, that is also getting really good reviews. And Megan is the. Uh, I guess AI robot doll friend and then becomes protector, but overly protective robot goes nuts, right? (laughs) Oh, you, I hear, I see your problem here. You have, you have it on kill. (laughs) (laughs) And it comes with a free Frogurt. (laughs) That's right. Um, I don't know. Hopefully it does well. Uh, what I don't want it to be is another Ghostbusters, the female, all-female cast Ghostbusters, where people just start dumping on it mm-hmm. for no real reason. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's it's a, Ghostbusters is one thing. Evil Dead, I don't know. There's like a really huge following for Ash Williams, and it made Bruce Campbell, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll see. Maybe people don't care. Maybe only old guys like me know who Ash is. <laughs> and, and, you know, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting to see. It looks, I mean, it looks like it's pretty well, a pretty well-crafted horror movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, You're not a big fan of horror movies, are you? Uh, not really. I mean, I've seen a few in my day, but I, I don't, like... Uh, like my friend Steve McMillan uh, will see any horror, any and every horror movie. Mm. And, you know, I've seen, you know, how many Friday the 13th are there? Like, there's at uh, least, there's, 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 there's at a, least uh, 12? Yeah. 13? Yeah. Uh, so I've seen like two. Oh. <laughs> the first one, and I think, and I saw uh, Jason X Evil Gets an Upgrade. Just because it looks so ridiculous, but yeah, I don't. I don't watch a ton of them. Mm, okay, 
uh, I don't know. It, it's 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 everything. Spring, the spring is coming out horror because even from video game perspective, uh, Resident Evil Four the remake, going back to that old game and they redid it with modern day engine, maybe updated controls, updated gameplay. Looking forward to that. Gonna definitely pre-order. That was probably one of my favorite ones. Actually, I think all the Leon Kennedy ones that Resident Evil did, those are all the fun ones. He was in two, right? Like That's he right. gets introduced in two and then then yeah. Uh I just remember that one. Yeah, it was good. I remember there was a friendly dog and you were always putting the president's daughter in a dumpster to hide her from zombies. Well, you're in some kind of Eastern European country. Yeah. And then the the weapons vendor that you you seem to bump into is like this Australian dude. Yeah, Which, he, he was very very handy. That guy he always seems to be around in a zombie apocalypse. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember one time you fought you fought this boss. The boss dies, and the boss is part of like the ramparts of the castle. So half the castle is blown away when you destroy the boss. You go through the door or what remains of the castle, and he's standing just inside the foyer. Of course. <laughs> Completely unflappable. <laughs> exactly. Well, he, someone's got to make a buck. Yeah. Right. You know, arms dealers, you know, it's, it, times are tough for even for them. <laughs> uh, Curtis, I know, you, you know, your your day job at, uh, at, at CP – you're always mm-hmm. talking about sports here. You're you're, mm-hmm. you're you're very well versed in sports, but how about this new one, Curtis? I think I think you and I could maybe form a team mm-hmm. for the World Sleep Championships. Yeah, I've always uh, thought that this would be a good idea. So um, I, I, I'm not I'm not lying here, folks. But yes, there's a thing called the World Sleep Championships, and it is just that. Uh, People compete to get the most, the best quality sleep. Is yeah, that what we're determined so far. <laughs> yeah, it seems kind of arbitrary. Like you wear you wear these devices that I guess, um, ju- like like through some sort of biometrics, judge the quality of your of of your sleep on a score uh, up to one thousand. Okay. One thousand being the perfect sleep. And they're using something called the Aura Ring. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You can get one for 400 bucks. Oh, okay. So I guess they they hit it just like a race. They say go and then you try to sleep. Mm-hmm. Now, they, they apparently, just like any other sport, I don't know if WADA is overlooking this, but uh, no, no sleep-enhancing drugs are mm-hmm. allowed. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I think we read chamomile tea is okay, right? Yeah, melatonin and chamomile tea are fine, but like um, like ambience and stuff you can't use. How 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 is that fine? And didn't didn't they say no tryptophan or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you and you can use um, like physical sleep aids, you know, masks, earplugs, pajamas, all that kind of stuff, pajamas, yeah. Maybe um, maybe a maybe a, was it a scented scented pillow? I don't yeah, know. a lavender a lavender scented oh, pillow. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you could do that. Um, but yeah, yeah. If it's uh, I guess if it's like something that would have to be prescribed to you, um, then you can't use it. But like, if it's something that you can buy from the supplement store, like melatonin, 
then that's fine. So apparently, sleep score is calculated based upon a variety of metrics such as sleep efficiency, total sleep time, REM time, etc. These metrics are measured from the Sleep Racer's Sleep Wearable. Maximum sleep score is a thousand. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. That's like that's like uh, you know that's like the perfect game in uh, in sleep in sleep form. I don't know. As a new as a new parent, you 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 could you could take this, Curtis. Like this could be your opportunity to just you, take advantage. Do you, do you know what I would like to do, Larry? Rather than be a competitor, I'd like to be a commentator. Oh, there you go. Or or the the the, the are you going to be the play by play guy? Or are you going to be the color commentary? I think you want to be color. Commentary. Yeah, I would be color commentary, and uh, you know that, that would be like so easy. Yeah, you could be making fun, making fun of the guy's pajamas, mm-hmm. maybe the, their eye mask. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I think I saw an eye flutter there. Oh, he's got it under control. <laughs> that man has a family. What, Get to bed. What more? <laughs> yeah. So you could do it like the British style, and he's and and he's handling his sleep apnea with class and accuracy. I've never seen a finer performance. You know, just That's really right. get into it. Um, but then you'd have to do that for like eight, nine hours. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming these people, if if you're going to be in a sleep championship, you're getting at least eight hours. I, I think so. If if you're trying to get a high score at this, I, I think you, you you have to be one of those guys that just knock out, knock yourself out. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I, even if I attempt it, I don't. I don't. I don't sleep well outside of my own bed. I, I couldn't imagine being like in an arena or wherever they would put you to be monitored. I had to get a. I had to get a a, a sleep test done one time. Yeah. So not only are you not in your bed, you're in like a hospital bed. Yeah. Not a particularly you know comfy one, but and then and then you get like this, you know, like the like the Wolverine Weapon X sort of headgear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. that kind of, you know, when he's first breaks out of the test tube thing. Uh, or, or or maybe um, <laughs> uh, Doc Brown from uh, uh, Back to the Future when, yeah. he, when Marty goes back to the 50s and he's wearing that thing when he opens the door. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's something like that, like very cumbersome, all kinds of wires, and then they hook all these wires up to you and stuff, and you're supposed to sleep, and you have to, otherwise they can't get, like the data they need. And, uh, I just remember like not being able to sleep and tossing and turning. And, and I got the next day when they came in to take all the apparatus off, I thought that I hadn't slept at all. As it turned out, I slept for seven uninterrupted hours. (laughs) Probably the best sleep you had ever. (laughs) Maybe they were sending something through that device, just kind of calming your brain down. Yeah, could could be, could be. I didn't think it was possible. Uh, yeah. So, so Curtis, apparently, if you are caught taking any sleep enhancing drugs of any kind that are banned, uh, it will be officially reviewed by the Tribunal of REM Lords, mm-hmm. of which will result in a minimum sentence of a twelve month ban from sleep racing competitions. Mm-hmm. And possibly community service. Apparently, yeah. example, 
thousand hours mosquito eradication duties. Yeah, I don't really know what they mean by that. Uh, I don't know, but apparently the, the the motto of the sleep championships is we all dream of winning. That's nice. Yeah, that's that's nice. That's, that, that's, I like that. Yeah, aspirational. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, you think we should register, Curtis, or do you think we're we're just not ready for the pros yet? Nah, I'd I'd want to do some. I'd want to get some training. You know. Yeah, maybe 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 do do uh, like a, the the G League equivalent. Apparently yeah. there there is there there's like the Hypnos League. I think that's the the top one. The REM League, the Dark League, Snooze League, and Insomnia League. Maybe sign us up for the Insomnia League. Yeah. Yeah, I think I could. Yeah, I'd want to start on the on the lowest, the lowest, yeah, the lowest uh, tier and fight yeah. and fight our way up. Yeah, sleep our way up. I <laughs> yeah, you want to sleep your way up to the top. <laughs> sleep your way to the top, but not in the way that you're thinking. Yes, yes, yes. Um, not really a good segue to our a hole this week, but uh, I don't know. Let's 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 just see where this goes. We need this a jingle a- for the for times like this. We need a, 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 a am I the asshole jingle? I yeah, I think so. Ask ChatGPT one yes. day for, when, but we need an actual like the actual. We need to find one of those. I think ChatGPT does not do this, but we need one of those um, musical AI bots that says, you know, create me a jingle. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe for uh, next week. That, that sounds like a plan. Am I the asshole for wearing a wedding dress at a wedding? So at first, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Who does that? Yeah. You're like, taking away from the bride's special day. Yeah, but let's hear out this story because this story is really wacky, Curtis. So my friend, female 20, and I am a 19-year-old male, have been friends for a few years and she recently got engaged. Week ago, got a DM from her for a small costume party she was hosting as a celebration for her getting engaged. I asked if there was a theme, and she said there wasn't. I'm a cosplayer, so I had a lot of choices. So normally, they dress up as uh, their anime cosplayers because, well, mm. yeah, that's as you do. Um, and he thought it would be funny to go to an engagement party as the corpse bride. So I arrived at her house. Everything seemed normal. Few people commented on my costume, and I was, you know, good times were had by all. After 10 minutes, my friend's fiance, so the groom, walks out in a black tuxedo, announced that this was actually their wedding. Apparently, my friend saw a video of someone doing this and wanted to do the same. So a surprise wedding for the guests. Asked us all to go to the backyard for the ceremony to begin, and that's when that guy panicked, the person that's writing the article. So he went straight to the groom. I asked him if it was if he should quickly go home and change my outfit and that I would get back before it started. He told it was fine since I didn't know this was the wedding. Mm-hmm. I trusted him and followed everyone outside. They got married. Everything seemed good. Reception was hopping. Once uh, they kind of went back inside, um, that's when things kind of went weird, right? Tried Mm. talking to my friend and celebrating with her, but she kept making excuses not to talk to me. I assumed it was just because she was tired from the big day and wanted some alone time. Didn't bother her after that, and the party ended soon. Got home 
half an hour passed and my phone started getting notifications. Checked, it was my friend, so the, the, the bride, texting me. She was cussing me out and telling me how I ruined her wedding. I was really confused about what I did exactly. Uh, that, you know, from her basic knowledge was she wore a wedding dress to a wedding. I reminded her that I had no idea it was a wedding that I, that I was asked – that I, he asked her husband if she should change and then the husband said it was fine. And then the husband jumped on him. So kind of speeding up the story, saying, why would you say this and blah, blah, blah. So now the husband, even though he said it was fine, started dumping on him. So this guy's honestly asking, am I the asshole for not changing out of the wedding dress when I found out it was an actually wedding? Yeah. Curtis, I'll, I'll throw it to you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think like, what are you going to do? You know, like... You you wore a thematically appropriate costume to the kind of party you thought you were going to. Then when you found out what was happening, you raised the issue with the groom who told you not to worry about it. Um and then you know, I think I think if if you were an ass if you were the asshole, you would have you wouldn't have been concerned about it, but this person clearly was, and then was told it was okay and continued on. Um, who I think are the assholes is anybody who throws a surprise wedding is, is the, is the asshole by default. Like, cause that's, that's, that's really, cause like what happens? Like if a couple of friends of yours are getting married, um, like, you know that they're going to get engaged, like they're having an engagement party or, or they say it's an engagement party. And you're like, wow, you know, I can't really go or something like that. You know, if it was their wedding, I would have made, you know, I would have made the effort. But like, I can't go to this, but like, I'll make sure I go to their wedding. And then it turns out it's their wedding. You know, like, if if people don't know it's your wedding, then, you know, they could miss it or, you yeah. know. I was thinking the same thing as you. Who does that? Yeah. Who 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 says hey, it's a costume party, no theme, come as whatever you want. And this person obviously has got like a slew of anime stuff, shows up in an anime appropriate, I have never actually, I don't know who Emily the Corpse Bride is, so, but either way, shows up in a costume and then all of a sudden you throw this on everybody that's there. Hey, this is our wedding. Mm-hmm. Now, they all, the guy also went to the groom and said, listen, should I change? And the groom said, no, you didn't know it was the wedding. Mm-hmm. So he was given a note. You know, no restrictions on the costume. You went to a costume party. I don't know. They, they the, this, this poor guy had multiple choice chances to, you know, go home and change and, and get out of. But I don't know. How can you get mad at the person? Like, do you also, did they also get mad at anybody who didn't give them a gift? You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. How do surprise weddings work? I don't know, dude. It's bad enough trying to do a surprise birthday party and have it actually work out well. I can only imagine what a surprise wedding, how that goes. But yeah. apparently, like, oh, man, like, that's a thing now? Now now I'm all nervous about any time someone, someone young who's single 
invites me over to their place. I'm worried that a wedding would just kind of spring up. Yeah. And now you feel like you have to go, you know, because you'll be like, oh, if I don't go to this party, I might miss somebody's wedding. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. It's an excellent point. This is crazy. Yes. So I think we both agree. Not the asshole. Mm-hmm. Bride and groom assholes. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, hey, you know, it, it can happen. Turn. Do the 180. Yeah. Well, it's time for us to do a 180 and head to the headline. A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. It's been a year, Curtis, since the infamous Chris Rock, Will Smith encounter at the Oscars. Can you imagine that? I I cannot believe it. Yeah, so Chris Rock has been pretty private. He hasn't come out on social media. He hasn't done the book deal. hasn't gone onto the Oprah circuit to talk about the incident. But I think he's finally ready to talk about Will Smith at the Oscar slap. But under his terms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On stage, stand-up comedian. Yeah. So he's doing this special uh, with Netflix. I think this is the first time they're doing a live stream. I think it must be. It must be the first time that Netflix is ever doing a live stream. Mm-hmm. Right? So this Netflix special is scheduled for March 4th, so this Saturday, Mm -hmm. starting at 10 p.m. Eastern, they are going to stream his set or this show. But apparently he's been, you know, working this past year nonstop at arenas, theaters, and then he just started, I guess, working material for this. So now he's finally, you know, going to present it. So, I don't know. You think Will Smith is going to attack? Because Will Smith, he's been trying to apologize and he's done all the social media type stuff and uh, mm. came up with a movie, and but he's got banned and whatever. So, um, I think good for him. You know, forget going on to Oprah or whatever, writing a book or some, you know, news show, you know. Yeah, go go to go to where you have go to quote unquote your safe space, which is the stage, right? That's yeah, stand up yeah. comedian. Yeah, do it on your terms for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm kind of interested to see it. Yeah, this Saturday. Okay, the next headline. This was running through early this week, but you know we like talking about our buddy Elon. Elon Musk defends racist tirade by Dilbert creator Scott Adams. Yeah. So if you missed it, Scott Adams' Dilbert cartoon got yanked from syndication. Yeah. yeah. Because I guess on his YouTube channel, he started – he commented on some poll that asked some ridiculous question. It wasn't even a poll question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think the question was, is it okay to be white or something, right? Yeah, it was something like that. And then he started going on, going off and saying that black Americans were part of a hate group and that white people should stay the hell away from them. And mm-hmm. Yeah. It basically was promoting segregation. Yeah. Or just, yeah. So um, a couple of things. Since we're all working from home for the most part, is Dilbert any relevant <laughs> anymore? I know. Like, I never have to see my boss. <laughs> the, the, the dog, right? Was yeah. it, oh, no, was it, wasn't the dog. Well, there was the pointy-haired boss. 
Yeah. It was the cat was the uh, evil director of human resources, Cat Bird. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't. I, I don't know how big of a deal this is, but I think people are crying again. You and I were talking about those that are being thrown around these days, and we're both sick and tired of it, right? Like the word being woke. Mm-hmm. We we went through university when it was called political correctness, right? Is yeah. the same thing, right? It's just some thing. Yeah, yeah it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, the, another thing that I don't like is them throwing the term cancel culture and kind of saying, oh, he's a victim of cancel culture. I don't think so. I think this is more of a vic- – he's a – or let's say like, he is a victim of consequence culture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Because you can't go around saying stuff like that. Yeah. Why would you? Well, I mean you, you can. It's just then when you do, then – Stuff's going to happen. I mean, this is the thing. This is the the uh, fallacy that often comes up when people talk about free speech. They they think it's like free 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 from consequence. Like free speech means that you and I can say what you want and not get thrown in jail. Right? We could go out in the middle of the road and talk shit about Justin Trudeau for from sunrise to sundown, and we can't go to jail for that. Like that's what free speech is. It doesn't mean that you can just say any outrageous shit and then, and then, and then nobody can do anything to you. Like these, uh, the 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 newspapers and his publishing companies, if they're businesses, and if they don't, and and just as he has the right to say something dumb, they have the right to say you're an idiot, and uh, we don't want to deal with you anymore. Like that's not protected by free speech. Like the consequences of getting fired for being racist is not covered by free speech. This is this is I don't know why we got to this point where 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 there's a certain segment of society that think that free speech gives you carte blanche to say whatever you want, and if anybody reacts, then they're um. Then, then, then they're like contravening your right to, f- to free speech. I don't know, but uh, Dilbert been around since 1989. I used to like it. Yeah, I, I, I too. In fact, I think I may have gone out as Dilbert for Halloween earlier in my career. <laughs> right with the yeah. curled, I put a wire in that in my tie and. Oh yeah, and curled it up nice, yeah, nice. So good attention to detail. Yeah, you know, and um, yeah, no, that's you know he he encapsulated office culture very very nicely. Yeah, I thought so. You know, but uh, as you and I both said, you know, office culture has changed dramatically over the last three years. So I don't know, maybe 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 it was a good time. Maybe this is the time. Yeah, yeah, and I don't I don't know what what made um, Scott Adams go sort of ultra right but like i don't i didn't really get the feeling that was his vibe in like 1992 or whatever like i don't know did something happen to him i have no Uh, idea good question good question Eh, who knows maybe one day he'll he'll explain in his youtube channel since it's the only outlet he has unless youtube yanked him for as a result of that i wonder if that happened yeah, I don't know, but uh, um, you know, obviously, as as you said, like to lead into the segment, unsurprisingly, Elon Musk is uh, 
is 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 unflinchingly standing behind them. So he's got but, Twitter. But with, yeah, but with the odd with the odd Twitter comment. So for a asterisk, very close asterisk. What does that mean these days when you do an asterisk in between a word? Oh, it's wow. not air quotes. Yeah. So maybe maybe he's emphasizing very. For a very long time, U.S. media was racist against non-white people. Now they're racist against whites and Asians. Aren't uh, Asians non-white people? <laughs> I, I believe. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing happened with elite colleges and high schools in America. Maybe they can try not being racist. So confused, Curtis. What is going through this man's mind? I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see. I'd like to see a concrete, irrefutable example of the media being racist against white people. You won't be able to find it. It doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> oh, did you ever see that uh, Saturday Night Live sketch? You know when they do the news. When, yeah. Uh, when um, they were talking about re. Uh, the, of who or the World Health Organization renaming remember monkeypox came out mm-hmm. about a year ago yeah. renaming monkeypox to mpox right you know cuz they thought monkeypox was too racist yeah and then the 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 the, the add-on joke was which makes me think what the n in n95 <laughs> mask means <laughs> <laughs> Here's a person who, if you thought you had a rough day, Curtis, did you have a rough day today? Not particularly. It was actually all right. All right. <laughs> okay. So, you, so it's, it's going to be better than this guy. I can tell you that. Oh well, not not guy, but this college student. So it was like the college edition, college student edition of Wheel of Fortune. I guess I don't know. Maybe the money prizes are different. Maybe they go to their tuition or. Well, any case. Oh, there was like this serious, this is like the biggest moan in the, in the audience when this happened. So it was down. The prize was, the puzzle was food and drink. The second word and the third word was completely filled in. Mm-hmm. And there was only the first word remaining, which spelled out F-E-R blank H. Tropical fruit. Mm-hmm. Now I know you're on stage and you know you blank out or whatever, but they didn't know the um, the letter. So she spun, mm-hmm. you know, got a choice, and but then she got stuck because you have to ask for a letter, mm-hmm. and then the contestant called out for a G. Yeah. Frag tropical fruit. Oh, that poor that poor person. Yeah. And even Pat. Pat was just like, uh like he was taken aback. He was like, oh no. And then the person, the next person was just like, Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna solve. I'm gonna solve. I'm gonna solve. I'm gonna solve. I'm not gonna do anything. It remind it reminded me of uh one time uh my brother and I were playing Wheel of Fortune on the Commodore sixty four. And uh, the uh, the answer was sliced pineapple, and my brother decided to solve. And he's like, oh, "I got this," but instead of just typing in the um, the letters, 
that were missing. I think he tried to type in the whole word, but it ended up being like sluiced panapla. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I'd like to solve the puzzle, puzzle Pat. Sluiced panapla. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's sliced pineapple. <laughs> well, Pat, being professional, did try to, I don't know, remind the audience members the pressure of being on stage. So mm. he said, sometimes it's a word that just doesn't want to come out, come into focus for you. He said, noting that viewers at home were likely screaming at the top of their TVs yeah. on their couches, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Maybe tomorrow, Curtis, you can head down to the local fruit and veg and look for some frag tropical fruit. Frag tropical fruit, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, what you know, it'll be, it'll be like some papaya. But then, what does frag taste like? It could be terrible. Know. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's not so fresh. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's, it's frag. It sounds kind of like frag. Yeah. Well, this this last final story, the guy should have maybe got some fran water or maybe he used fran water yeah um florida man now i did not go and look for this article like last time this uh people in florida florida man dies from brain eating amoeba possibly rinsing nose with tap water officials say so i guess he was using one of those massage things that you ever seen those ads where you it's like a you said it was a, a, a nettle pot. Is that what they're called? A neti pot. Neti pot. So it's basically a, a res- it's, it's a giant reservoir of water with these spouts that stick out that you're, I guess you put your nostrils into and I guess it pushes water through one nostril and flushes it out through the other. Is that yeah. the general idea? Yep. That's right. Yeah. And I think the instructions clearly tell you use distilled water or whatever. But this guy clearly probably just used tap water, and usually these amoebas they don't survive going through your digestive tract. But I guess if it, you get enough of it going through your nasal cavity into your brain, not so good. Mm-hmm. All I want to know is, I, have we learned that the human body needs to do that? Like you would think your nasal cavity is a self-cleaning thing in your body isn't it yeah it's i've done i've used that kind of stuff before because like i've i get like nasty bouts of sinusitis okay um and in those situations it does clean it i uh, you are right like it does clean itself out naturally as well mm-hmm. i guess this kind of like expedites the process and it's good if you've got like sinus issues it's pretty it it I find it it does give you some relief, but yeah, like you always use um, distilled water or failing that you boil, you can boil tap water, but like you never use and like, not because some amoeba is going to kill you necessarily uh, because I think like there's, they they said in the article, there's been three cases of this particular um, infection in the united states last year or something like that so mm-hmm. obviously like extraordinarily rare but there's other things in in tap water that just are you know if you if you're if your uh, goal is to clean out your your nose you're going to want as neutral um a substance going in there as possible right 
yeah, you don't want to just be, you know, turning on the taps or it's Florida man. For all we know, the guy may have lived by the river and just filled it <laughs> thinking, oh, this is clean. <laughs> There's a fish floating and swimming inside my pot, <laughs> my pot here. Oh, Florida man. So, yeah, PSA. Um, I don't know. If you have to use those Navage things, then follow the instructions. Or just let your nose clean itself out. I don't know. I still think it's something that I don't think human beings were meant to do, <laughs> if you ask me. <laughs> um, okay, well, that, that's the news. And we got to close off with our regular segment, our super fun segment, which is making – chat gb2 do silly things now we you and i thought let's try putting it through the turing test obviously someone's already gone done this and Mm. their conclusions were it just attempted to be helpful in terms of looking inside the question so when they asked you about oh you're in the desert and you come across a tortoise uh that's turned up uh, on its back it just went on this thing about how tortoises are important and try to protect the animals so there was a lot of you know more information rather than trying to, you know, show cruelty and or empathy. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> but uh, Curtis, I'll throw it to you because you you made you made ChatGPT do some more creative, fun things this week, right? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I tried a couple of things. Uh, some stuff worked better than others. I had like a little story about um, Sabretooth, the villain from the X Men, discovering uh, Bob Fosse, the magic of Bob Fosse, which was. Uh, kind of interesting but but i also um what i kind of liked the result i got was i asked it uh, chat gpt to write a um heavy metal song about elmo the muppet from sesame street so this is what i got uh larry it goes uh okay it's like elmo's on the street he's looking kind of sweet his red fur shining bright. He's ready to ignite. All the kids come running. They love that little guy. But Elmo's got a secret. He's got a darker side. <laughs> Elmo's a metal muppet. He's gonna rock your world. He's got fire in his soul and the power to unfurl. He'll head back with the best of them. He'll make him feel alive. Elmo's a metal muppet and he's ready to thrive. So and then then the second one is about his ba- second verse is like Elmo's got a band they're tearing up the scene big birds on the bass and cookie monsters mean they're playing heavy riffs and pounding out the beat Elmo's voice is screaming it's a sound you can't defeat and then <laughs> okay, the chorus so, qu- so question what's Cookie Monster doing in the band he's mean he's just oh. he's mean okay so I guess he, he could be doing he could be doing anything and <laughs> so, then and then there's so Earth. So there's a three. It's a three piece band. Yeah. Elmo is clearly singing. Yeah, big and birds on the bass, bass and, and Cookie Monster's mean. I'd like to think he's drumming on okay. Oscar's house, like on Oscar's trash can. Like he's dumped it upside down, and because he's mean, right? And then Oscar has had to had to um, had to, had to on, vacate. On, on, Oscar's hand is stuck in the yeah. <laughs> he's wanging and he's being grouchy about it. And then, uh, so that's two verses, and then and the, and then it goes back to the chorus. And then there's a bridge, which is Elmo's not just for kids; he's for the metalheads. He's got the attitude and the horns upon his head. He'll take you on a journey to the darkest parts of town. Whoa! 
Emma is a metal muppet. He'll never let you down. So there's kind of mixed messages. Like, is he like a guy who's going to take the darkest parts down as a bit sketch, or is he a guy who will never let you down? No, no. When when you saw when you sung the when you sung the bridge there, like, am, am I envisioning that Elmo is like dressed in his in this Viking outfit if he's got horns? Because Elmo doesn't have horns, right? He doesn't have horns. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Or you know how like sometimes Angus Young would have those like you know like that. Like there was one album cover where he's got like the fake horns or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking like something like that, like fake devil horns or something. Now, do you think do you think Elmo would be more uh, Metallica or more Iron Maiden? More Iron Maiden. I was thinking of it as more of an Iron Maiden. I did ask ChatGPT about. Um, specifically Metallica writing a song about Elmo, and it it didn't do it. What it did instead was say, while it's not impossible for Metallica to write a song about the adventures of Elmo, the Muppet, it would be quite an unexpected departure from their typical subject matter. Metallica is a heavy metal band known for their aggressive sound and often dark, introspective lyrics that explore themes like anger, pain, and personal struggles. That being said... Metallica has occasionally experimented with different styles and subject matter over the course of their career. For example, their 1999 album, S&M, featured collaborations with the symphony orchestra, and they've also written songs with more lighthearted themes, such as Whiplash, about the thrill of playing music, and Fuel, about the excitement of racing cars. No, 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 uh, no mention of the Lou Reed collaboration? I don't think, I think everybody has, like, that's been like a Men in Black style mind wipe. Like, nobody, nobody's supposed, how did you remember that, Larry? Nobody's supposed to remember that. Clearly I was, clearly I was off planet uh, when this happened. Do you know that fanboys are actually theorizing that in, uh, uh, was it uh, the last Spider-Man movie? Mm -hmm. Right, Doctor Strange does that charm or spell that's supposed to wipe everyone's memory of spider-man yeah but i guess it's only people on earth so then they're like well do the guardians know who spider-man still is and it's just like oh yeah yeah why who cares (laughs) (laughs) who cares two grapes two two measly grapes they're 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 not even around to find out like the whole the whole the whole point (laughs) is that really like MJ doesn't know. Like really, mm. like the, the 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 spell could have just worked just for her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, any case, yeah. ChatGPT. I did ask. We when we were playing around before the show, we were making it do other weird things because we're, uh, which was I did ask it what was the better chocolate bar, the Big Turk or Eat More, and apparently it told me that Eat More was on a. Uh, best chocolate bar list by the CBC, I think uh, maybe a couple of years ago, and it ranked twentieth. While the Big Turk did not even hit top twenty. So, mm. if you guys were wondering which is the worst chocolate bar or the one chocolate bar to have that no one will ever ask you for a bite of, Big Turk, mm-hmm. reach for it. Mm-hmm. Ever had a Big Turk? Oh yeah. yeah. yeah I'm not a big fan. No, I'm not a fan. It's like, but the th- and the thing is, I like Turkish delight. But like, you know, and this is like Turkish delight covered in chocolate. You'd be like, oh, that sounds really good. It's it's like very low rent Turkish delight <laughs> and very low rent chocolate combining to make a fairly low rent mm-hmm. candy experience. Well, 
another thing I want to talk about before we sign off is Jesus, everything's coming up Pedro Pascal. As Last of Us is winding down, uh, Mandalorian Season 3 is first episode went up uh, on Disney+. Plus. Um, I haven't looked at whether or not it's getting any fanfare on it, but again, I'd rather just wait to look at the whole series in totality. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's nice to see some new-ish Star Wars. I know I skipped over Man- um, Andor, but <laughs> um, it's nice to kind of revisit that particular side of the universe it's because mm-hmm. it's probably the most interesting thing that's come out over the last little bit so we'll see yeah um now i know courtesy you haven't been i you haven't picked up your your playstation in a while no um, i think uh we're still going through hogwarts yeah um it's uh, it's getting really good reviews and um you know the complaints are the complaints there's always gonna be people dumping on it but i think generally speaking I'm kind of curious at how well or how this has affected book sales mm. or if it's drawn new a new audience to Harry Potter books. It's possible, yeah. Right. Yeah, so, I, I would be surprised if it didn't. It's like The the Witcher, right? Like I read um, a bunch of The Witcher books, but uh, I had no idea that those books existed until I played the video game. Hmm. I did not know either. So, yeah. so there was it was a bo- series of books before the game. Yes, yeah, po- Polish a Polish author. Okay, uh, yeah. So, is the show based on the books, or is it more closely tied to the game? The show is based uh, more on the books, I would say. Oh, okay, um, yeah. And then the game, like the game, kind of uh, the narrative of the game sort of exists on its own. Like it's you know the. I guess it's canon, like, you know, like it's, you know, but, um, like, I don't think that the, that the, that the game, the plots of the games draw directly from the books, whereas the TV show definitely does. Mm. All right. Like some of the stuff, uh, the, the very first book, uh, the very first Geralt book is a collection of short stories. And, a few of those are direct episodes in the, in the first season. And then the second Hmm. season, it starts to go its own sort of way. Okay. Well, Hey, thank you for informing me. (laughs) And that's what we do here every week. You can catch Curtis and I on Spotify, Apple podcasts, basically everywhere you can find your favorite podcast and when you do listen to us, hit that subscribe button. Give us a rating where you can. And if you can leave a comment, great. Maybe we'll read it on the, the show. And it'll also help others find our little podcast. Curtis, any last words? Um, no, not really. I think uh, I think this was a pretty comprehensive episode. We covered, uh, we covered the chicken mac. <laughs> Now, <laughs> that now was, I'm hung now I'm hungry. That was the key. Sorry, the big chick. The big chick. As long as we got to the big chick or the chick mac, um, you know, the rest is gravy. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I think so. I'm Maybe looking forward week. to I'm looking forward to talking about it next week because um you know I just I think it's gonna be more exciting than the Tim Hortons pizza. I I I, I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> now you just said something awesome that I don't think 
we, you can get at McDonald's because McDonald's doesn't have any gravy. Now that has poutine, you can't get gravy on a so, on the side, can you? Because I'm thinking mm. gravy might actually help the beigeness of the big chick. I don't think you can. You're right. Um, maybe though, you could because it's kind of like apparently, according to that article, it uses the breading um, uh, that uh, from the McNuggets more so than the seasoned breading for the for the McChicken. Okay. So maybe you could get like a McNugget sauce, like a sweet and sour or barbecue McNugget sauce. And uh, apply that and maybe uh, add a little splash. Well, have it your way. Oh, wait, that's not McDonald's, is it? What's, that's Harvey's, right? Yeah, or was that Burger King? Which one's Burger King? Isn't, I don't We talked about it one time, but I can't even remember anymore. It's, wait, McD- Burger King's thing is, what the heck's a Whopper? Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, thank you for listening. And just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. You won't hear me more. I'm living the good life while I'm working from home.